The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast. A recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. Local leaders are responding to yesterday's state Supreme Court decision allowing the Robert E. Lee Monument in Richmond to be taken down. Winnie Evans reports. Last summer, racial justice protests prompted Governor Ralph Northam to call for the statue's removal. But the push to remove Confederate monuments in Virginia began long before last year's uprising. Richmond City Council member Michael Jones sought authority to remove Confederate monuments back in 2017. It's just sweet vindication to see the right thing happen, regardless of who gets the credit. Jones did, however, commend grassroots organizers for the final push. There was the young folk out there that really weren't even focused on the monuments. They were focused on justice. The traffic island where the monument stands was transformed last year into a gathering place for community members. It's been fenced off for a few months as the state prepares for the removal. Whitney Evans, VPM News. Activists at last summer's racial justice protest called for the removal of Richmond's Confederate monuments. Chelsea Higgs-Wise of Marijuana Justice and Kalia Harris of the Virginia Student Power Network shared voice memos with VPM on the Robert E. Lee Memorial's imminent removal and the demands they still have. This is Kalia Harris. My name is Chelsea Higgs-Wise. I'm glad that after a global uprising for black liberation, this monument is coming down. A hundred days of protesting in Richmond streets made the need to remove Robert E. Lee just absolutely undeniable. But nothing has changed materially for Black people and people of color in this city or state. We are still suffering and we are still dying at the hands of white supremacy. By looking at the police's bloated budget, the overwhelming number of people being evicted, the resistance to a fully empowered CRB, and the protesters still facing charges from last summer, we understand that the only true reply to our demands came from the community's mutual aid. So we will continue to fight for the investment in systems of care. You know, in order for Richmond's history of false narratives to not repeat themselves, My work will continue to highlight the stories of Richmond's uprising. What's next is to keep building power to true, not symbolic change in this community. That was Chelsea Higgs-Wise of Marijuana Justice and Kalia Harris of the Virginia Student Power Network. This story was produced by Patrick Larson. This week, Richmond Superintendent Jason Camrus hit a school board-mandated goal to submit a request for proposals for the design of George Wythe High School. But Cameras has doubts about the RFP agreed upon by the board. The proposal calls for a school holding 1,600 students. He thinks it should hold 400 more. Here he is speaking at a school board meeting in July. It suggests that by the time this school would open, it would open overcrowded on day one. However, board member Kenya Gibson says everything points to 1,600 students as being the right number. By November, the board, which is in charge of the rebuild, is scheduled to award a contract for the school's design, according to the Richmond Times-Dispatch. 
Virginia Commonwealth University told all students to get vaccinated before returning to campus, but some didn't. Now the university might force them to leave. Alan Rodriguez-Espinoza reports. Students were supposed to report their vaccination status by mid-August. But one week into in-person classes, more than 700 of them haven't done so. As a result, they got a hold on their account. But Everett Carpenter, the president of VCU's chapter of the American Association of University Professors, is asking the school to go further. That's disconcerting, especially given the fact that other universities in the state have taken uh, steps to remove those students. While now, VCU says it may do just that. In an email, a VCU spokesperson said the school is reaching out to students who haven't reported their vaccination status and administrative withdrawal is being considered for those who don't comply with public health measures. Alan Rodriguez Espinosa, VPM News. As of Wednesday morning, about 93% of students are fully vaccinated and 4% have approved exemptions. Chesterfield planning officials are asking residents for input on future growth in the area along Genito Road near State Route 288. The area includes a business park, the River City Sportsplex, and the deserted Southside Speedway, now owned by Chesterfield's Economic Development Authority. It's the third time in the past few years in which officials have created a special area focus to guide development. Citizens have until September 7th to leave comments online or by phone. Go to chesterfield.gov for more information. This is VPM News. This newscast was recorded on Thursday, September 2nd at 6 p.m. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at myvpm. VPM. There are so many issues playing out in RVA. I mean, pretty much anyone will tell you. There's definitely a lot of poverty. Finding affordable housing. Traffic, public transportation. Climate change and heat islands. Trying to find childcare in Richmond area. I'm Rich Marr, host of a new VPM podcast called RVA's Got Issues. Listen to the podcast starting May 22nd. Do you have issues with RVA? Haven't found out yet. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> 